This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host with Ricky Bimmer. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And today we're going to be talking about what to expect from the Washington Wizards, one of the best offensive teams in the league, and one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Then we'll be welcoming on patron John to talk about the Spurs, the struggling Spurs. We'll talk about um, you know where their future lies, what's going to be, what's the plan for them. Uh, we'll talk about, you know, should they be real bit rebuilding? Should they be not uh, after eight straight losses? Then we'll do Wet Boys. We've got some interesting players um, in that segment. A couple first-timers, a couple, you know, a, a familiar face in there, and a familiar face, but a guy that might not be uh, showing up for a certain reason. So definitely check that out. And then we'll be ending it with some NBA broadcasting news. And not only broadcasting news, but some massive changes that could be happening to the NBA. So we'll talk about that. Check it out. Stay tuned through the whole podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you watch all those segments. But if you are new here, you don't know about our YouTube channel, you don't know about podcasts, you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, you just saw this and was like, oh, this looks uh, looks pretty interesting. Uh, check out patreon.com slash most of our podcasts. It's where you can learn more about us. Uh, you can help support us there as well. We'd greatly appreciate it if you check that out. Also, if you're listening on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, any of that, uh, any place where you can rate and review a podcast, please do that because it means a ton to us. But... Let's jump into the Wizards topic. Like I said at the top, they are currently the second best team when it comes to offensive rating in the league, and they are the 30th team in the league when it comes to uh, defensive rating. Uh, I think they are just behind the Warriors. Yeah, they're, they're just behind the Warriors. Um, it says 30. On, it's weird because it says 30 on their um basketball reference mm-hmm. page and league rank but then when you actually go to the team ratings they are second so they'd be 29th uh just in front of the warriors but they're all both at 116 warriors at 116.6 wizards at 116.2 so we can pretty much frame it as one of the best teams in the league at offense yeah when it comes to offense they put rating, the ball in the bucket real well and one of the worst defensive teams and maybe yeah. It's just leading one to the other. You got a bad defense, so you're getting more possessions. So let's talk about it, Dave. Um, where have you seen this team uh, so far through the um, games that they've played? Um, it, it seems uh, they've played 13 games, which is one of the lowest um, in the NBA so far. They've played 13 games, so it's tough to kind of get a, a huge grasp on them. But what have you taken from the Wizards so far through those 13 games? Bradley Beal is doing one hell of a carry job. Like this is this is all time kind of fun shit right now. Um, they're they're an interesting team because they have a bunch of odd pieces that I did not know that they would work as well together as they are. Like they added in Rui Hachimura's their young talent, uh, their young talented rookie high pick this year, and he's hit the ground running, and that's wonderful for them. But what we're getting in bunches is just scoring from the outside davis bertrands is huge for them he came over from the spurs Mm -hmm. and that guy is just fire just anything he just shoots he comes off the bench as a microwave he he lights it up he spaces out the floor one of the best three-point shooters this year so far he's taking seven attempts is at 43 percent yeah he's been excellent for them he keeps that offense up and running you get the career revitalization from isaiah thomas that Sean and I had mocked each other because, like, are we going to say it? Are we going to say Isaiah Thomas is going to come back this year? Is this, is this his comeback year? As Ricky keeps yawning at me. Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> I was yawning to start the show. Um, like, he's been fantastic. Thomas uh, Bryant. Thomas Bryant. 
gotten that money gonna keep playing well shit even mo wagner like last couple of games trending upwards it's almost like this team's fun to watch last year where they were like kind of, no offense they were they were not fun to watch they were they were a miserable team after john wall went down yes bradley beal had an amazing stat year and yes he was doing things that nobody knew he was that good of a player we, we were like yeah he's a top five shooting guard in the nba he's very very good uh with the ball in his hands he's excellent so no this team's fun they're offensively the ball moves the team scores really well they have good spacing and i like their young pieces troy brown i'm not coming around on yet um maybe that one will come with time but everybody else i'm loving it absolutely mm-hmm. loving it well there's one name that you didn't mention and i think uh mr ricky Widmer will mention well he mentioned brewery did you? I yeah, did. He mentioned oh, yeah. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. About I started that. with him. It's fine. I apologize. I mean, that's yeah, who I no, you started with. Beal. Yeah, Beal then Rui. No, you said Beal then Bertans. Nope. Rui he did say Rui in there though. Yeah. I heard him. Um, yeah. But you didn't go in depth as no, career revitalization. I want this man go on his boy. So I'll tee it up for him. Right. I'll tee it up for him. Top golf Nelson Cruz here. <laughs> Take it away, Ricky. What have you seen from your guy? No, I mean like Rui's been doing exactly what I thought he would like. When everyone was like, oh, well, he hasn't played the game long enough. Oh, he's not a three. He's a four. He's a this. He's not that. Rudy's doing exactly what I thought he would. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he perfect? No, he's a rookie. Rookies are never perfect. But he is doing what I thought and what I saw at Gonzaga. And this is a team where I hate to be the pie in the sky guy, but I'm going to. But you look at the teams they've played. And really the only teams that they've lost to that I feel like maybe they should have beaten are like Cleveland, Orlando, their first game against the Spurs, but the Spurs did start out on a three-game heater. What, two or three games? This should maybe be a 7-6 and six team rather than a 5-8 um, and eight team. And when you look at it, the interesting thing for the Wizards moving forward is how much tougher is the East going to get? Right now, they're a half game out of the eighth seed. I know it's early. We haven't even gotten to the quarter part of the season yet, but if the Magic are going to be a less-than-stellar team, if Brooklyn, now without their three-game road trip coming up, they're going to be without Kyrie, do they take a little bit of a slid? Do we see the Wizards, by the end of the year, slide into an eighth seed, slide into a seventh seed, and could Bradley Beal carry them to the playoffs this year because of how weak the East is. Did you say a bit of a a bit of a slid? A slid. Yeah, yeah a slid. A slid. Not like a skid, not a in. slide, a, a slid. slid. All right, that's a little iffy. He was right between the two words. <laughs> Landed it perfect Ricky fashion. Up climb, down climb. I'm, a, I'm making my own words. I'm pronouncing them however they I want. Slid it. Well, it's the like, English language is my bitch. It's exactly. Sophie, one of our patrons said, <laughs> I bend the English language to my will. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that if that's is. something to be proud of. Um, with the Wizards, though, I, I, you, you brought up the the schedule and stuff like that. That it, it's interesting to uh, you know to, to frame it that way. But they're still a team that has poor results and an easy schedule mm-hmm. um, when it comes to uh, NBA math. Uh, their net rating is still a negative. Their strength, strength of schedule is still lower. Um, they have better performances so far than uh, like the Bulls, but they also have a, have an easier schedule. So the five and eight things a little bit if, iffy because they are in a position that is close to like, hey, could this team possibly sneak in as an eight seed mm-hmm. uh, if they're able to keep it up? But I just think that this defense is going to even crumble if you're if like at some point the shots aren't going to go in. You know, and the shots can't go in every single night. But it, you can't play def- you can not play defense every single night. 
And that's the thing that concerns me the most is I, I don't so think So eventually they're going to look like Zach Levine and Lowry marketing without the no. defense from the Polls. Because well, their shots haven't been going I, in either. I think they're—I kind of—I mean, they're—, they're that's the thing is they're they're worse than those players mm-hmm. defensively. Like Isaiah Thomas, yeah. we know cannot play defense. Yeah, he's five we know, nine. We know Bertrand's isn't that great of a defender. Hachimura's okay. I mean, like he's 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 had spurts, but like this is a team that I, I think is the defensive woes are going to shine even more, and this is going to be a team that is going to be competitive at times for sure because they can score and they can move the ball. But I think it, right now you can just look at them as a. Fun team to watch. That's and that's what to expect them. Because if you're having fun watching this team and you're a Wizards fan, that's what should be exciting you. Because at some point you'll get John Wall back, possibly next year. I think is what what they're gonna do. Um, That's something that should excite you. It should get you excited because you're gonna have another guy who can move the ball, and maybe these guys can take further steps developing as defenders. And I think also you can then go out into free agency possibly and get more defensive type players. But right now, if your idea is, hey, maybe we can just outscore people, go ahead. If you didn't, we didn't have fun of that 159-158 <laughs> regulation game against Houston, you don't know what basketball is. I'm sorry. like it's just That's exactly what this season is. This is all about just like how ridiculous can we have, how, how ridiculous is our offense? The ball movement out there is great. And, and it's not super selfish play. Bradley Beal comes up clutch at times, and it's just awesome. I think it, I think you're right. The expectations are wins, losses don't matter this year. Mm-hmm. You go out there, you go. You're just trying to get guys experience. You're trying to you're, you're rehabbing Isaiah Thomas to see if there's value there. Then another team may want him by the time the trade rolls around, or you may want to extend him and have him as your sixth man next year with a healthy John Wall. Hopefully, I think you look at the younger pieces on this team, and you're like, let's get them some season. Let's make sure they get the playing time, they get the experience now, because again. If Bradley Beal's like a twenty-eight, you know, six and six player out there. Oh, I think he can. That's the one guy you know, I don't expect to dip offensively. Exactly. That's so what I'm saying. Like, he's, he's if you score. have him he's and you add John Wall next year, yeah. this is a playoff team, hundred percent, right? Like, there's no way that team misses the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So you you're gonna need these guys to be quality role players. You're gonna need them to know what to do. And I think this year is all about teaching them the way you guys play basketball. And a lot of the young mistakes out there. A little bit, of, a little bit of coaching can go a long way with the rotations, with their switches, with the way they rotate on defense, especially because some of the guys get lost out there. And again, eighty-two games a seasoning—it's exactly what, exactly what you want this year. The reason why I think they will likely trade Isaiah Thomas is not because what he's done hasn't been impressive. It has been. I've been very yeah. excited by his, his play. He's been very efficient. It's great to see, and I think that he can be a very interesting trade piece, especially for how less he's making. I mean, he's not he's not making a ton of money this year, yeah. um, which is going to make him even more um, you know, attractive for attractive for, 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 for trades. Um, I, I think the the re- one reason to help him is that the one reason that might take away from that though is they don't have young guards that he's really blocking. Yeah, they have Justin Robinson from VT, but that's about it. Yeah. I mean, he's not a guy that they drafted. Um, Admiral Schofield and 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 uh, Rui were their guys that were like really their the pieces that they went after and drafted. Um, so it, it, it's weird that they're not in a spot to you know really necessarily rush to move away from IT because they don't have a young guard. So. Yep. Maybe this year they do then go after a guard in the draft, and that could possibly be a reason why they do free up IT before the trade deadline. Lord knows there's this class is stacked at the guard position. So, so I, I that's where I'm kind of leaning towards the tipping point of when do you trade Isaiah Thomas or do you trade him is because I would move him if I had a guard that was young and he's taking playing time away from, especially when it comes February, because you could ride that guard out to the to the rest of the year. 
But they really don't have that guy, so that's why I'm questioning maybe he does stick around because he is only 30 years old. He is younger than Ish Smith, so maybe he is that just primetime, you know, six-man-of-the-year um, guy for you for, for three years. Yeah. And if you re-sign him to a three-year contract and play ride him out until he's 34, he might be able to do that. So I I think it's going to be an interesting storyline to watch for that. But, you know, I, Rui Hachimura is going to get a ton of time this year. Troy Brown's going to ho- hopefully get a ton of time this year. Um, Thomas Bryant's still going to play and hopefully develop defensively uh, for your team. Bradley Beal is going to be a first-team NBA player if he continues to shoot 40%-plus from the field and 35%-plus from three, averaging 30 points per game. So I think the expectations for this team is get as much minutes as possible for the young guys, Mm -hmm. mainly Troy Brown, Schofield, and um, Rui. Rui. And then see what— And Mo Wagner. And Mo Wagner. And see what you—and Bonga, too. um, And see what you got— in um, Isaiah Thomas as a trade piece because that's really what I'm looking at. And if you start winning games, then, hey, maybe the playoffs, not the worst thing in the world because you're going to get an all-star guard in John, uh, all-star guard in John Wall back in the offseason. So I, I think right now this is pretty promising for the Wizards because you at least know that this team can play in a system. They can pass very well. This isn't an unselfish team. They're going to find open shots. And that's something that teams that are rebuilding, like the Bulls, um, like we saw with the Suns last year, weren't doing. And this mm-hmm. is a positive sign, too, for Scott Brooks because his team is playing well. And, and this is a team that we didn't expect to play well. And if they continue to move the ball around, that's a good thing. Then he's going to have to then focus on you know defensive work for this team, which is clearly a need. Mm-hmm. But I don't really think he has the defenders to even have a decent defensive team. So why not just push the pace as much, much as possible and try to blow teams out? I think it's been an interesting strategy from the Warriors or from the Wizards, um, uh, but I, I, it's not a sustainable one. But it is one that I think is interesting to at least look at for the first thirteen games. And I do wonder what they're going to look at come game thirty. Is this something that can be sustainable? But right now they've been fun to watch. Dumb question: mm-hmm. If you're a Wizards fan, yep, what are you hoping for? Are you hoping for fun year? But let's still be in the lottery to give us a chance even at a higher pick, but to have a lottery pick. Yep. Or are you saying, fuck it, I want to see this team as the eighth seed in the East, even if that means a four-game sweep against the Milwaukee 100% Bucks? 100% lottery. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Because here's the thing. Lottery. Here's the thing is yeah. you might have your big three already. Because if Rui's that good, you already took him with a lottery pick. You already yeah. have Bradley Beal. John Wall's your second option. Mm-hmm. Beal's your first. Rui's your third. What are you drafting for? You want a three. I'm sorry. Like they, they need a three out there. Like mm-hmm. I love, I love Rui. I think he's gonna be a great fit long term for this team, and he's gonna keep growing his game. Mm-hmm. But like, like you said, Thomas Bryant at the five, Rui at the four, blank at the three. I don't yeah. trust Troy Brown Jr. And that's mm-hmm. that's my big thing. I that's, don't know if it's just fair, my but, hate, but like, but and, and yes, you're you're going to give yourself the first choice at a three. Yeah, but we know this is a guard draft already. So is there going to be that? So you're going to get value because so many guards get taken so highly. I feel like the best wing on the board might be, you know, the sixth best player, the seventh best mm-hmm. player in the draft. So people by default are going to go ahead and get their guards or, mm-hmm. or take the best player available. As, and then you might fall to a high quality wing in this draft class. As of right now, the, the wings that would be available are like Precious and um, Khalil. Here's Whitney the thing from... Uh, Memphis and Kentucky. Here's yeah, that. Here's the thing that I throw up at you then, though. Yeah. Is do you want another young player to then develop? Because yep. Beal is well. Let me check my math. I think Beal is 
28, 27. What the hell is he? Beal's so young. He's Beal's 26. Not yeah, so um, he's so young. John Wall Don't. is 30. Yeah, he's going to be 30. He's 29 right now. Um, yep. Just turned 29 in September. So, next so you year got two guys 30. in their prime. Um, I got gotcha. But But Wall's coming off a ton of injuries. So what if you just take that pick and then get a guy that's, you know, 26 already? What that's if you just draft like Jordan Noara? I can't say his last name. Noara. Noara. Thank you. From uh, Louisville, who, right. who now, is slaying it right now. He's projected at 22. Yeah, he's going to keep climbing. He's okay. playing way too well. So okay, you get what, an older player, kind of like Rui. Okay, but let's but, yeah. look at the last guy that went in the lottery in, um, from Louisville. Where'd he go? 13. Where was Don Mitchell? Was 11? 11. Okay. He went 11. So yeah. you don't really, I mean, then I think, I think, but still. the Jazz traded up to get yeah. him. So I, I don't think it's necessary that, that they trade. need to get Gosh. a, I don't think it's necessary they need to get a lottery pick. Yeah. They just need to be able to get a guy that they can put in right away to start for them at the three. So whether that be with a trade to get a guy that's already in the league yep. or one of these older draft prospects, yep. that's the biggest thing that you need. So I don't think you need to be lottery for sure. Just stay under a first round pick, yeah. which you're going to do, and you'll be fine. Because you then you can move that for a piece that can then fit your three, or that you can then go out and find and buy a three. Yeah. I, I don't really think it's necessary to get a lottery pick for them. If they make the playoffs, I'd be happy because holy shit, that would give you so I mean, much juice. Yeah, and 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 that could then even possibly. I don't know what their cap situation is like because it's such a mess with you know Beal and Wall's extensions. Um, but if they have any money to move around, then maybe that makes you a little bit more attractive too. If you did that with absolutely nobody and you could sell them as like, you know, Beal and Wall show up to the, the free agent pitch and be like, you are our final piece. And now we have a, a starting Next five. Next year, that can they're going to be walking into the year with 99 mil looks like locked up. Okay. Um, yeah. How long did they get Bertrands for? Uh, Davis Bertrands is only a one year deal. Okay. So that's something that's going to be a little bit iffy because i think he'd be a really nice piece off the bench yeah but let's say they're able to get it for three years 21 million i don't know if you'd accept that but like a lou will deal Mm -hmm. i think a lou was 324 yeah so they're able to get that let's say they lock up bertans and i think he he signed pretty cheap seven mil seven mil this year um so probably like eight something yeah so let's say they extend him three years for the same contract let's say they both give it Mm -hmm. 324 so you get Bertans three twenty four, it three twenty four. You got now up to ninety nine plus fourteen, um, so one hundred fifteen, right? Um, one hundred fifteen there. No, one hundred thirteen. One hundred thirteen mil. Um, one hundred thirteen mil. Find a guy that can that can go out and play the three. And these are guys that we just talked about this, or we're going to talk about this with the uh, Spurs here. That there isn't a ton of massive free agents out there that are like super intriguing, um, but there are guys that are veterans that have played in the league for a very long time. You could possibly go out and find a three. What if Gordon Hayward declines his option? Tell me that's not a good op- option. I think that's better than getting a lottery pick. I uh, I don't think Gordon Hayward will resign for a low number, and I don't think they have no. But 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 I, I, I exactly I'm not good with the cap, but like yeah, I say they're already fucked on the cap. If they're sure. if 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 they're able to go out and get a Gordon Hayward, I think that's way better than getting a lottery pick. I guess. You know you know who's funny who they could sign? You know, Otto Porter. What? That's true. Um, if no, he's I healthy. I know they'd never yeah. do it. I know they'd never do that. But, no, I just think that when you're paying John Wall 41 mil, Bradley Beal's at 28 next year, yeah, and that's all your money's in your guard. So I just, I don't know that they're going to be able to go out and swing for the fences on a free agency wing. I think you go in, you go ahead and draft one of the best wings available in this upcoming class, and that's your group. That That's your group of guys. That way you're still cost-controlled. 
And because you're basically locked up for the future already, like between John Wall, Bradley Beal, and then you're, you're set. That That's all your money. Sorry. Like the nice thing is Jan Mahimi is coming off the books after this year. Mm. It's great. He's yikes. a seven million per right? fifteen million dollars. Okay, that's right a now. lot of money. There. Yeah, you don't remember how awful that deal was. It's thank God it's coming off. But seven mil would still be too much for. Jan it would Mahimi, be. So. I mean, it's it, yeah. Shit, it's too much for Cristiano Felicio. Ricky, we've had a little back and forth here. Mm-hmm. Kind of looped you out. What's what, what have you taken away from this? I just mean I don't know if there's enough money to go around. Mainly because of like yeah, the Jan Jan Mahimi money mm-hmm. is going to come up. But, like, you overpaid. Like, I don't want to say overpaid, but we know we've talked about that John Wall deal. It's ballooning. Like, next year, what, 41, you said? Yeah, it goes from 38 to 41. Yeah. No big deal. Um, but, yeah, just the contract of, like, how big it was anyways. To where I am with Sean, though. I don't think the difference between 15 and even 16, 17, 18 is going to be that huge in the end. Like... And I just don't think they're going to be good enough to make the playoffs. Like you guys okay. are like, would you rather make the playoffs or make the lottery? Well, well I, I don't think if they have a choice, you're going to win games. Like teams yeah. don't intentionally lose I games just, too I often. I guess it's just the. But, you know, then my question for you would be: Do you see teams like the Magic? The Magic. The Magic the cannot continue to shoot this poorly from the field. It's a statistical anomaly. Mm-hmm. Like it will come with time. They will start to shoot better. They're still playing some of the best defense in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of the fact their shots aren't falling. That'll get fixed over time. I 100%. Okay. Yeah, no, I think the Wizards are a fun team. I don't think they're a good team. And that, that's where they're at. Yeah. All right. Final thoughts? I just, with me, it's going to be interesting with the East overall. And eventually, I think we'll hit this. Is I think from everyone right now, Nets down. I don't see a big ballooning with them where it's like, oh, the Nets are really going to get it together. Oh, the Magic are really going to get it together. And they're going to just run away with it. I think it's going to be the top six are solidified. All right. Seven, eight, probably eight. It's like, wow, a losing record might get into the playoffs into the East. Yeah. With Karras coming back at some point, I think the Nets will probably be that seventh team that becomes mm-hmm. solidified. And I yeah. think it's really going to be that eight seed that is up uh, up for grabs. Um, the Pistons, too, like they've been playing like shit, but they have too much talent to not be good. But The Magic are scoring 101 points a game. Oh, yeah. They've been bad. They're, they're the worst team. The, the worst, but they're also the third to best team for for our defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you, when you look at that, like it's the complete opposite of the story. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They're six and eight. Mm-hmm. And it well, all de- depends. Defense on... is the thing that's more able to replicate. Like it's it's the easiest thing to do in night in and night out. Mm-hmm. So I would say that that's a team that I think would could you know really flip exactly. the switch. Once they start getting a couple shots to fall, and it's it depends on if they make a, a move like. Um, we may talk about later with the Spurs and that with DeMar DeRozan or when they get uh, Vusi back, as I just knock my water all over the place. Nice. Good job. Um, yeah, I don't think DeRozan's, place, I don't think DeRozan's a guy that would fit that team, but mm-hmm. that's, we're not talking magic. Yep. Yeah. We'll talk magic later. If you want a magic conversation, let us know down in the comments below. But let us know your thoughts, especially Wizards fans. What do you think the expectation should be for the Wizards? I think if you're having fun, it's good basketball. Basketball exactly. should be fun. It shouldn't, exactly. it shouldn't be sad and depressing like last year was. And so like the Bulls are like this that. year. Exactly. Love them Bulls. Gotta tune plug to, it. Tune into Superfans. <laughs> but let's move into the next topic, and we are going to welcome in our patron, John. We are super excited to have him back. It's been a while, and he is one of our favorite people to talk to uh, each and every month. And you can become a patron like John at patreon.com slash podcast. But John... You wanted to come on, I think it was last month, we had a, a bit of scheduling issues, uh, to preview the San Antonio Spurs. And I think even if we did that preview, I don't think we would have expected this. 
Right now, after 16 games, the Spurs are 5-11. and They've currently lost eight straight. Uh, Craig Popovich is calling it a witch hunt uh, jokingly before the game, and then they go out and lose to the 76ers, 115-104 uh, to yesterday. It is a tough team right now. They're not playing defense. It doesn't look like the Spurs. What is wrong right now in your mind with the San Antonio Spurs? The number one thing is uh, direction. They need to decide whether they're going to try to make the playoffs to keep the keep the uh, pattern going there, or it's going to be a rebuild year. So they need to figure out what they're going to do and go for it. Uh, right now they're trying to do both at the same time. It's not really working out. Yeah, and, and I think this was a team that we all thought were going to be playoff teams, and we all did. We look at the uh, predictions that we made preseason. Uh, I had them as the eighth seed. R- Ricky had them at the eighth seed. Dave had them at the seventh seed. We all thought this team was going to be good. I don't think they're this bad. I don't think they're going to be you know 14th in the Western Conference this year. But John is right. They really don't have a direction. You have LaMarcus Aldridge. You have DeMar DeRozan on this team. And then they have a lot of young guys. And then some just middling players in there as well. Dave, do you think this is a direction issue right now? Um, do you think it's something that they need to commit to? Uh, uh, you know, let's go young or let's go old and, and veteran heavy. What is your, the problem in, in your mind right now with the Spurs? I think the problem is, you know, on paper, what the names are, what the recognition is, where they left off last year. We thought, look, they're going to be adding back DeJounte Murray to this team. They're going to be adding in young talent we're going to get to see uh, Lonnie Walker with with a full offseason healthy and prep for the regular season plus draft picks like everything on paper was like this team should come back stronger than they were last year and last year they made it in so like logically no duh this team should be in the playoffs but out of the gates I think I, I agree with the fact that it comes down to direction because I, I look on the floor and their play style and yes as, as much as you want to harp on pop for you know his <clears throat> old school style of we're going to work the mid-range, we're going to work the low post uh, with the two stars that he does have. I feel like he's using the two best players on his team to try to emphasize like, hey, this is this is what they're good at. Let's play through them. The problem is that because they have such a loaded uh, backcourt, they're so backlogged and they don't have a lot of wing depth, it kind of hurts in the modern NBA. So a lot of the matchups they're going up against they're getting abused in those kind of matchups when you have to force DeRozan to play the three and he's not able to keep up size-wise with some of these guys and they can put some body into him, put some shoulder into him. He struggles a little bit. And DeRozan, I mean, he's not an amazing defender to begin with, but it just it shows where the NBA is going and perhaps where Greg Popovich and this team's plan has starting to become outdated. Mm-hmm. Because offensively, they have been playing well. Right now, they're fifth in offensive rating as a team. DeRozan has 22 points a game. Aldridge at 18 points a game. Brent Forbes, 14 uh, points per game. Our, our boy Rudy Gay, about 12 points per game. But it obviously hasn't accumulated the wins. Uh, Ricky, are, are you kind of in the same line as John and Dave here on what's wrong with the Spurs? Well, to go off of what John said, I think this is this needs to be the tank year for the Spurs. I would make that decision right now. And I'm going to go nuclear here. I'm going to make a bold prediction that this is Popovich's last year coaching the Spurs. Not a he gets fired, but I wouldn't be surprised if, let's say they have a really bad nuclear season, they're a top 10 draft pick. If Popovich goes, you know what, everything going on in my personal life, I'm just going to step away. Like, you know what, this is it. I'm not in this for another rebuild. If this team was making the playoffs, maybe that would be different. And I kind of want to relate this team to what the Grizzlies did but a little bit differently were not on the coaching side because that was they fired Fisdale and moved on, but player-wise. 
They moved on from Mark Gasol and Mike Conley, who were 34 was Gasol, 31 was Mike Conley. Spurs are in a similar situation. You got LaMarcus Aldridge, 34 years old. DeMar DeRozan, who's 30 years old. So it's like you look at it, in my mind, do the Spurs pull that trigger, which I would, and just do what the Grizzlies did. You know what? We're probably not going to make the playoffs this year because the West is a much deeper conference than it was last year. Mm-hmm. Why not try to try to trade those guys away, get assets, go full rebu- rebuild right now this season? John, I think when we were talking a little bit before, I don't think you're saying they should rebuild. and I, I, I don't think you're calling for you know Popovich or you think Popovich will step away. Um, you don't think they should be rebuilding, though, right? What, you think they should be you know just moving personnel around and using the right personnel to help this team. Uh, both. I think they need to develop the young players. I think that uh, Derek White needs to be starting. Well, well, I start off, they need to have this as a development year. Whatever you call it, developmental rebound, it's not that important to me. But Derek White has a talent. I like to see him get minutes and develop. Brent, Brent Forms is starting right now, which is blocking a lot of time that Derek White could be on the floor. Um, like you mentioned earlier, as far as like the uh, talent wise and height wise and position wise, they need a small, a bigger, smaller forward. You know, they have uh, Demar Carroll, but he's he's up there. I think he's like 33 years old. But they need somebody to, who can shoot three pointers at the three position and have Demar DeCarroll, Demar Derozan. I'm sorry, Demar Derozan play more at the two, which is more comfortable at. You know, whether it's a, you know, I don't think they should uh, tank, but they have a history tanking because that's how they got Tim Duncan. But I don't think they should do that. I think they can try to win some games and develop younger players at the same time. Yeah, right now, Damari Carroll's taking uh, less than a shot a game. So even if he's hitting at 35%, he's not making a huge impact. And, and your idea is 33 years old. Um, I, I agree with him on DeRozan, too. DeRozan is a two, but even then, he's a guy on a one-year deal that mm-hmm. is likely not going to be there next year, um, or at least I would make that move. And there is talks, too, that maybe they would think about moving away from LaMarcus Aldridge. So this could be a year that they just you know give up on. And, and I, I don't know if Pop is, is willing to be a part of that or not. Um, I, I don't know where he is at when it comes to sticking around so if he did retire I wouldn't be shocked but I don't know if he's going to retire mainly because of a a rebuilding year Uh, but they do have interesting pieces on this team Uh, some of them have been brought up Derek White uh, is one of them Uh, DeJounte Murray coming off an injury is one of them Uh, Lonnie Walker is one of them as well Uh, they had a couple draft picks this year as well that were interesting to me Um, but Dave with all this being said uh, wing issue you know wing depth and, and, and a great wing uh, is something that is lacking on this. Do you think this is something that they could possibly then go out and find in the market? And do you think this could be a fixable situation? Because it seems right now that Ricky and John are in the land of, all right, this is probably not the team that's going to be able to make the the, the Western Conference playoffs, but we're only 16 games into the season. So do you think if they were able to go out and find someone that could play the three, that could play it extremely well, be a good 3 and D player for them, or you know, be a guy that could fit into the RF offense, you know, not be a guy that shoots a ton of threes, but have a really good mid-range game mm-hmm. and play defense. Um, do you think that this could be a team that could possibly turn around with DeRozan playing the two and with Aldridge out there? Um, do you think that if they found that guy that they could turn the turn this skid around? I think it's hard That's to find. That's a good question for Dave. Ooh. Dave, the wing, ex- the wing expert. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, John. You know me. There you go. I mean, like, it would be a big step forward. The problem is there's not a lot of 
you know, those guys out there who are on the market. And I think that's that's the biggest thing is the value for a wing has never been higher right now, especially one who's kind of in that 3 and D mold. So when you look at this team and, you know, yes, you're, you're likely, if you're going to have to get someone from another team like that, you're going to have to give away some of those young, talented players maybe, potential. You know, mm-hmm. and, and you mentioned like Lonnie Walker out there. You've got a couple of guards between DeJounte, Derek White, who I think a lot of us were counting on, oh, this is their backcourt of the future. This is where they're going to go. So if you want to go in for it this year and, you know, on the opposite route from Ricky and say, like, Pop's here to compete, like, we're not going to tank during the end of Pop's career, let's go and keep winning. So you're going to have to, you know, heap out that young talent. Maybe, I know Keldon Johnson was a later pick, but still a good young name. Pair him with someone else on that team to go out and get a wing. I don't know, though. That, that's... I don't know that's going to instantly fix this team's problems. Mm-hmm. I think the only upside right now is the fact that if you look back at last year, they they also struggled, you know, in their first, uh, I want to say, like 25 games. They also had similar numbers, and again, it was their defense. So maybe it's just popped slow to get the team going. And again, remember, DeJounte Murray's on a minutes restriction still coming off of his injury, so he's not playing full games. But I think the the biggest problem is, I, I want to put them into the mold of the modern NBA, and they're just not. So, like, adding a 3 and D wing makes sense for 29 other... Well, not 29, but, like, mm-hmm. every other team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like, does that fix this team? Is that is that this team's key to success? Or is this team held to a different standard because you're trying to force the ball through DeMar DeRozan? Yeah, through 16 games last year, they were 8-8. Eight and eight, And then uh, through 25 games last year, they were 11-4. and four. Uh, Never had this long of a losing streak either. Uh, longest losing streak was three games. But they, again, they weren't, you know, killing it off the gate. Right. Uh, you know, they, they still were under 525 games through. But this is, you know, a 5-11 and 11 team well, right now. And I think the most concerning thing through this losing streak is some of the teams you sprinkle in there. Memphis. That's a team in San Antonio you should be able to beat. Orlando, not playing their best basketball. San Antonio should be able to beat that team. And then, like, I look at Washington, those are just three. Maybe you throw in Portland because Portland hasn't been the Portland that we thought they would be. But, like, that to me looks at this four, and it's like Memphis, Washington, and Orlando, those are like, okay, we should have won those games, and it shouldn't even got to eight games in a row that we lost. Yeah, and, and this is a team that I, I don't know if rebuilding is the right thing for them. If they could go out and get you know a wing, I think they will probably definitely look to add a wing to help out their team. Rudy Gay, as much as we love him on this podcast, he's not a, 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 you know, a modern NBA guy anymore. He can't what? play defense up, up, to, up to a level that this team needs. Um, and along with that, DeMar DeRozan, Rudy, DeMar DeRozan isn't big enough to be playing the wing, and also obviously he's never been a great defender. Uh, so that needs to be something that you know needs to be addressed. And you also look at their draft as well. You know they need to develop some of these young players, but it's also tough too when all three of their players that they drafted are in the G League right now, and you have guys like Rudy Gay, Patty Mills taking away spots that these guys could possibly be, you know, taking up on the actual NBA roster. And another concerning thing for me a little bit too is the fact that you look at where they picked Lucas uh, uh, Simonich, right? Am I saying that right? Close it's, been, it's been Simonich. Yeah, it's been yeah. it's been five months, so I haven't said that name in a long yep. time. Um, <laughs> but he was taken. Uh, two picks before Brandon Clark, and I think Brandon Clark would be a great addition to this team. Mm-hmm. He could be possibly being your great wing defender right now, and you know, obviously he's a great rim runner, so he, he just adds a lot of different uh, aspects to your your, your offense. Um, and then you could also have another great wing defender, Matisse Thibel. Are you telling me that Pop couldn't have locked 
Matisse Thibel in this we, defense? Are you oh. saying that if you added Matisse Thibel to this defense that they wouldn't be five points better on their defensive rating? This is one of the best NBA defenders right now, and he's a rookie. There's this, a reason we mocked it over and over and over. It there, was like, well, what'd you do with Kawhi Leonard? Can you do it again? Kind of, but Kawhi Leonard was a much better offensive oh, player no, 100%, in college. But it was um, the, like, let's take someone who's known for his defense and try to teach him to shoot and see what results. Or, or we it's get. why Nasir Little was drafted to uh, uh, mock to them as well, and, and Nasir Little went just you know a couple uh, spots behind uh, Lucas uh, Samanich. Uh, he was at 19, and, and Nasir Little was at 25, and that was four spots before Keldon Johnson at 29. They could have traded up. Uh, so all three of their draft picks, uh, Luca, Keldon, and Quindary Weatherspoon, all in the G League right now. So, John, looking back a little bit at the draft, because I know you you had your own mock draft, you had your own big board and all that stuff, um, do you think they made a mistake possibly not going out and getting one of these guys that were available, like a Thibel, like a Clark, like a Grant Williams possibly, Nasir Little? No, I think that... Uh... Actually, I think I uh, mocked Simon to the Spurs. It was like one of my only uh, correct picks in the later of the first round. Nice. But uh, I think that what they need at the three is somebody who can spread the floor and shoot the three. You know, it would be great if they were a two-way player. But somebody like Clark, you know, Clark, DeRozan, and Aldridge, it, it clogged up the middle too much. They need somebody who can shoot threes. One, A couple of things. One thing, Benelli. Is it Benelli? Yeah, Marco Benelli. Yeah, yeah. He's fell. He fell off this year. He was like their hope to stretch the floor and be a, a three-point threat. He's shooting under thirty percent. That's one one reason why the Spurs aren't doing well. And he's also, you know, there's rumors of DeRozan being traded. Now, I think Orlando is reportedly showing some interest. Now, Orlando's offering up Aaron Gordon. I don't know if he can fit with the Spurs. But, but I've got a quick question, Ricky. Mm-hmm. What do you think about DeRozan to Orlando? I mean, if I'm Gordon, Orlando, I take that deal. Gordon to the Celtics and Jalen Brown to the Spurs. Ooh, see, I, I don't think that happens only because I don't think the Celtics move Jalen Brown. Yeah, I don't think they move him, especially with a four-year 15, 115 extension. It seems mm-hmm. like they want to keep him there. DeRozan's only one year, so I don't think that value matches up. And then Gordon, too, he's kind of... The worst one talent-wise out of all of that. But, I mean, looking at what the other two teams, like the Magic, if the Magic are trying to get a trade partner or try to partner up with the Spurs to make a trade, if I'm the Spurs, I go into it. Because the one thing that the Magic do have that could probably help the um, Spurs out is, first off, draft capital. You can get another good pick because Orlando's not going to be a good team this year or hasn't been a good team this year. Also, they've got some young guys that you could probably bring over and match up in your system. Like, let's say I'm not saying he's on the table, but I mean, Aaron Gordon's a big name. But let's say like somebody like a Jonathan Isaac, and I'm not saying he's going to be in the deal, but somebody like that, like the what we were saying with Thibel of like, hey, Ricky. he's a defensive player and <laughs> can, we can put it in the deal. Same. I'm not saying he's going to be in the no, deal. No, I know. But okay. but you're saying players like Jonathan Isaac. Yes. There's, there's, there's not a many. Jonathan Isaac. <laughs> There's okay. there's no there's no six eleven freaks like no, that. No, I mean like hold on, let's let's all talk at the same the time. <laughs> John, what were you saying? There are five unicorns in the league, and Jonathan Isaac is one of them. They're not getting traded. I don't know. I mean, I, maybe a little bit more, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, by the way, I just want to call back um, to the record piece. I was talking about like rodeo trip wise, like mm. because they're out of town because of that stretch of games out of town, basically from uh, early early November through uh, the start of December, like. 
they struggled there just as badly. Mm. Um, it's just a lot of road games. Okay. Uh, but no, I, I the, yeah, Jonathan Isaac thinks silly. Sorry. Uh, no, Ricky, it's, it's, it's the defensive. Great, I don't think he's moving. It's the defensive player part. Like that's why I brought yeah. in the thigh ball of like why we mocked him there. If they have like a young player that the Spurs are like, oh, we can mold him. I just use Jonathan Isaac as the example, although I do not think he would be in the deal. So. I guess my question then goes to like, do you think it's trade for this year to try to succeed, or do you think that you know their drafting seems to be aiming at long term development for guys? So it seems like they're in no rush to you know force a run at the end of Pop's career. I wonder is this a team where you know even as bad as I wanted not this, like mm-hmm. if they did tank and got one of these top talents from this class, like would that would that benefit them much better long term to land like a Wiseman or someone like that? and roll with that lineup in the future and just be like, hey, you know, DeRozan got us through a couple of years, and uh, thanks for your services. See, I don't know. I feel like if DeRozan's not in the plans, I would want to get something for him. Who I would want, even if it's draft picks, even if it's just draft picks, I would rather get that than just letting them walk at the end of the year. I don't think the Spurs need draft picks. They're like, they're deeply... They have a deep team as far as talent, but they're not deep as far as experience. So I think if they were to get a piece, they need somebody as a veteran or somebody can do something specific that, which meets a need, which is deep three shooting. But if you get that draft capital, then you can use that to maybe get that veteran that you want and not necessarily have to use your own pick that might be very high this yeah. year. Yeah, but that's in June. They're trying to, you know, I think we should be talking about what – they should do this year in the season, especially before the trade deadline. Yeah. So do you do you see if they're if these struggles continue, John? Do you see them moving away from either uh, Lamarcus or DeRozan? Even they make the playoffs, DeRozan has value and he's not guaranteed. So they should listen to trade offers for DeRozan for a long term future, especially if there's a player out there that you know meets their need. You know, because you need a lot of you know like ask Dave, you need wing depth and you need wing elite wing defenders in the west to be competitive yeah i think the thing too with with derozan is he's going to be a free agent and the free agent class isn't the, it, it, well, he's got a player op does he really yeah i thought he does got a 27 million year uh spot rack calling calling a 27 million dollar mm, player op. that's a yikes that, um, that's my concern i'm like <laughs> well even if you say he walks at the end of there he's a 30 year old shooting guard right now do you think he doesn't take 27 million dollars or do you think he can get a four-year deal uh like the last uh, one of his prime you know to I, yeah i think he takes the 27 i think the market is changing there's more talent so there are going to be less players for getting max deals. Well, what, my my thing that I was going to bring up is uh, if you look at the guys that are that don't have player ops, this is the free agent class: Paul Millsap, Hassan Whiteside, Chandler Parsons, Marcus Gasol, Serge Ibaka, Danilo Gallinari, Jeff Teague, Derek Favors, Alan Crabb, Biznik Biombo, Tim Hardaway Jr., Kent Bazemore, Evan Turner, Goran Dragic. Tristan Thompson, Reggie Jackson, Andre Godala, Ian, uh, Jan Mahimi. Like, those are the – Marcus Morris. Those are the guys that are, like, you know, 
up there that aren't have player options and aren't RFAs. Yeah. If you put DeRozan there, he's automatically the best player in that class. Yep. So if a team does want to give a max to somebody, I think that could be a reason why he could go out is get a four-year max, increase that uh, you know, you know, $27 million to the po- most possible out there because if teams have money, they might look to add uh, you know, DeRozan and he's automatically going to become one of your better offensive players just because he can put up 25 a night. So I, I, I think it is possible that he declines it if he looks like he's going to be the best player in this free agent class. Because even then, the guys that do have options, uh, Gordon Hayward, Otto Porter Jr., Drummond, uh, AD does, but I don't know if AD's going to... Well, eh, he, he's probably going <laughs> to decline it, but then just get Take an extension with... Yeah, yeah, he's just going to get an extension with the, the, the Lakers. Or could he come and to then, Chicago? And then oh. Batum. So <laughs> I, I, I don't think that him declining the option is out of the, out of the uh, scenario. I just do wonder, though, if they look for a player that is on a one-year deal that could then just... You know, they flip for DeRozan, then re-sign because I don't know if DeRozan fits their long term. So maybe they do just look to get something for him, and then also are able to keep that player long term. I think that could be a, a, a way that they look. A team that's probably not going to keep that player uh, that they're going to trade for. They flip DeRozan. DeRozan can help that team, and then that person could stay long term with the uh, with the Spurs. I think that's where they might go. Um, but it, it's something that you know is obviously going to have to be played out a little bit. Um, do we think that this team can be a 500 team this year, though, uh, if we look at all of it uh, together? So, John, if you had to bet uh, over under 42 wins for the Spurs this year, where would you go? Oh, man, I would say over. I think that uh, some of the struggles the Spurs have were just temporary. Uh, if they stay healthy, I think they can win 42 games, but no, no more than 45. Okay, but you think they should? They should like one reason that they could start winning more games is if they go younger, bringing in like Derek White Jr. and all those players. No, I think it's about even. I think that this year, 2019-20, I think I'm calling Derek White and Brent Forms even. Okay. Um, I think in the future, Derek White. Uh, but the other thing is, there's some overlap. You know, Derek White is a talent as well. I think that he could be a, a trade piece. You know, you want to, what the Spurs needs is a natural, you know, two guard who can shoot three pointers. I mean, look at, you know, uh, Denver has a lot of uh, talent. The guy Beasley playing the two, he's not getting any minutes. It's true. You know, you, if, if Denver says, well, we want, free up, we want to free up Murray and have him be like a 2019 uh, Booker. From the Suns, mm-hmm. rather than a 2018 Booker from the Suns, we need a playmaker at the point. So Derek White could be an option, and then can you know Beasley can go on to the San Antonio Spurs. That'd mm-hmm. be an interesting kind move. Of free yeah. up that offense. Yeah, you know, well, I think Derek White is more talented than Beasley, but you know, Denver will have to throw in some you know other pieces. Yeah, and Derek White too. We saw him last year in the playoffs. He he was able to make uh, a huge impact for them, and he is a very good. Uh, you know, he's a pretty decent passer. So I would wonder too if if they could play him and, and Dejounte Murray next to each other um, and, and figure that situation out because I, I do think White has shown himself to be a better one than a two, um, and I think Murray is just pretty you know flexible uh, at both guard positions. Dave, over under forty two. Derek White's a half decent spot up shooter. He is. He is. Uh, Dave, uh, over under 42 wins for the Spurs. I want to go push. I think they're going to land on the dot on 42. Um, It just feels like this team, they're going to get it together defensively at some point. Like, I I don't know, you know, they're never going to be able to be like a top tier defensive team because of the lack of size and versatility. Uh, But they do have 
great individual performers. And I think that's going to outweigh some things once they get that chemistry going throughout the season. But right now, it just they look a little disorganized on defense. I think it's just going to take a little bit more time uh, to sync things up. And once DeJounte Murray starts getting, you know, 30 minutes a night, things will also help sure up that one guard spot. Ricky, over under 42 months. I'm going to go under, not by much. They will be a top 10 pick in the NBA draft. That's They'll be like 35 to 37 wins mm. and be a top 10 team. How good Maybe do you like, think the NBA is going to be? What? How good do you think the NBA is going to be? Last year, what was the number 10 team? It was 36 for the T-Wolves. So okay. Right. So that's on base. I, right, right, right. I, I expect that number to be lower. My bad on that. Uh, every team's just been tanking, so I thought mm-hmm. 36 was too much. I mean, too the many Wizards wins. had 32 last year. Did they really? Mm-hmm. The fuck? <laughs> um, you did have, yeah, you did have five teams underneath uh, thirty wins, but yeah, they, they did have thirty-two wins. All right, um, I will and say. According to Ricky, they had the steal of the draft. They did, really. Yeah, he's playing really good. Anyway, we'll talk about them. Uh, or we already did talk about them. Yeah, uh, and then finally, uh, I, I would say that they're going to be. Uh, I'll, I'll go under two. I, I think they'll probably be in the king spot last year where they'll be the ninth seed ish and win 39 games or so uh and and just miss the playoffs uh but i I just don't think this this team has enough wing talent and this is exactly what the nba's been you know for the past couple years is you need elite wing talent if you are going to dominate uh the the nba and and if you're going to be this good and go up against you know Kawhi leonard and paul george and if you're going to go up against lebron james and if you're going to go up against uh luka Doncic, you need guys to be able to stop elite wings, and I don't think they have that right now, and I think it's going to kill them in a, in a lot of matchups, and even when they don't, I mean, right now they're being taken advantage of because their guards uh, aren't healthy or they're possibly not playing the right ones, uh, like we've talked about this uh, through this segment. But let us know what you think down in the comments below. Do you think this team's going to be over or under 42 wins this season? What do you think is wrong with the Spurs? Do you think it's something that we completely missed out on? Let us know down in the comments below. Again, we want to thank John for coming on to the podcast and supporting us on patreon.com slash most of podcast, where you could also support us if you want to be on the podcast at the gold tier. But now it is time for our favorite weekly segment where we give our praise and love to the soggiest of shooters, the dampest of dudes, the moistest of men. These are what boys, the guys that absolutely popped off over the past week, guys that had historic performances, incredible moments life-changing uh, performances. Uh, these are our wet boys. We're going to go around the table and talk about pretty much our players of the week. Ricky, start us off. Yeah, you know, I'm giving it to it. I don't think I've ever given a wet boy to a player from this team unless there was their main player. I might have given him one, but I can't remember. But I'm going Rudy Gobert, averaging a double-double this week, 16 rebounds, and also doing it on the defensive end because, duh, he's Rudy Gobert. Averaging four blocks per game, almost five per game. Got to give the Utah Jazz some love that I don't know if I've given Don Mitch a wet boy, but if not, I've given the Utah Jazz their first wet boy from me. Well, now we're gonna well, have to check. I've given. Now we're gonna have to check if you're if you're saying that. I was gonna um, say I don't know if I've ever given. You did not last year. Um, you did not in the playoffs, and yeah, you never have. Okay, you never. So this have. is my first Jazz wet boy. This is your f- first okay. Jazz wet boy. I might honestly be the first Jazz wet. No, Joe Ingles got one from Dave. Dave, um, <laughs> shocker. Um, Jumping Joe. It was a great story week for him. Was it the playoffs? Yeah, that was no, it. that was it. Was the, a playoffs? It was oh. playoffs. Yeah, it was the playoffs. Yeah, that's it. We didn't give any other uh, wet boys out to the Jazz. He deserved um, it. So yeah, just one, one, one jazzy and wet boy. A jazzy and, and wet boy. And that was, and that was yep. 
Joe Ingles. All right, now Rudy Gobert in that uh, in that club. Joins the club. I love it. Dave, give us your one. Taking the best player in basketball right now, Luka Doncic. Oh, stop it. Uh, <laughs> the guy's going out there dropping a thirty-point triple-double, not even playing thirty minutes a game. Like he's just—he's Luka. I'm sorry. Like this this kid is so good at basketball. MVP this year, yes or no? I mean, there's a very good chance. I don't think he can keep up this rate, but like, if he does, shit. Because like that to me would he's be. He's 20 years like, old. He can't legally drink in this country. Like you're telling me, that's what I'm getting like hyped for is like a second year player, and I know technically not a true second year because um, he was playing um, overseas professionally, but a second year player in this league yep. winning the MVP over James Harden over LeBron James. That'd be insane. Love it. Uh, it would Love be it. absolutely insane. It's unlikely, but I'm going to keep rooting for him as long as he keeps doing this. Even if he does, I'm still going to keep rooting for him because I love Luka Doncic. How much fun he has on the bench with J.J. Oh Barea. <laughs> Dude, the J.J. Barea fake back in the game shit was hilarious. Um, no, just the Mavs team's fun. Mm-hmm. They're fun. They're, they're, they're absolutely blowing people out at times. Uh, I think he had like a plus like 42 or something. Like They've had just insane games back-to-back uh, this week, so... Credit to him, Luca. You my boy. And Happy. I believe this is his fifth wet boy. Um, second this year, but his fifth all time as well. Um, so he is climbing up the ranks. Uh, D- Ricky gave him his first back uh, yep. on November 10th. Then I gave him one on January 12th. Then Ricky came back on February 1st and gave him one. And I think that was it. And then he's had two this year. So so he's now got five all time. And I, I don't think we have an all time wet boy. Um, do it's we? James Harden. Um, no, yeah, obviously he's at 14. Um, but I don't know if uh, we have an all-time like leader. LeBron James had he's four got... last year, so um, we'll, we'll see where he's rising up. Isn't James Harden the all-time leading what boy? Because he, he had just so said many. That. Do you okay. guys listen to he this pot? Like, I... no, I do, I do. That's why I'm confused <laughs> that when you said, "Do we have an all-time leader?" And I was no, like, like an all-time leaderboard. Oh no, no. that's well, what I, I mean. I for. created a tab, but I haven't like. Built it in yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's something that we got to figure it's out. Incredible. But I, I know that, yeah, James Harden has 14, so he's not, not Luca's not that close. So, a little behind the scenes here. Sean's been withholding his wet boy from us. Mm-hmm. We don't know what he's about to drop in the other side of this table. I, if it's something Ricky, stupid, Dar- like. Do you, do you think it's going to be a wild card? Do you think it's someone It's going to be the- like Duncan Robinson, like that? No. It's going to be I'm Naz a- Reed. It's not Nas Reed. No G League wet boys. I know. I know. I'm not, I'm not Ricky giving ball. him a college yeah. player, uh, which, hey, which he's won. Sixteen over a one. That was historic. No, right, was Sean. Historic. Let's, let's hear it. It's it's not that. And I just I mean, you guys need to realize that when we talk about wet boys, we talk about them with grace. We talk about them with honor, style. And we talk about people that really change lives and really make an impact on the NBA. And he's a nobody. This person has done something historical. This person has done something that we didn't believe. Oh. This is like man walking on the moon. Okay. Ben Simmons hit his first three, everybody, oh. and he is a wet boy. A hundred percent from three. The first time we could ever say that in his career, Ben Simmons. Well, the Sixers have won three through straight games. So that's another reason why. How much is Jake Payne? Jake and not, Sean are the same person. Yeah. He's not. Like yeah. they he are literally this. the same people. He absolutely deserves he, this. This is his worst year. Third, but okay, but we're talking about three <laughs> games here, and this is also his best year shooting from three. So therefore, you're wrong. A hundred percent from three this year. Fifty-three percent from the fifty-five percent from the, the field. Thirteen points per game, twelve assists, and seven boards per game, and they've won three straight. So 
that's that hits every mark for me. Are you winning games? Yes. Have you done something historical? Yes. No one thought Ben Simmons could do that. Is it historical three, or is it just an, oh, my God, he hit a every, three? Everyone remembers their first three, especially after you've been clowned for four years and not shooting them. I mean, Jesus. And it was also buttery. Like, that was a sweet shot. Like, that was, it was perfect. Like, that was such a good, that was a great stroke. Cool. He's got now a do it again. shot. I, that's fine. <laughs> Doing I'm, the playoffs. I'm cool with it. But he at least did it. He at least did it. Now he's not, we're not going to see another one for another three years. But still, it was like seeing Haley's Comet. It was awesome. Are you not going to remember the first time you saw Comet, Dave? No, because I don't. You, then you've just never seen a comet. Don't. So the first next time you see a comet, you'll be like, whoa, that's like Ben Simmons' is three. I was also a bad voice crack. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. Um, wh- why is it so bad? I ju- it's not bad. It's just it's not. You, you built it up too high. Man, walk on moon. High. Ben Simmons three. Yeah. They're not the same. I mean, if you're Jake or you're from the city of Philadelphia, maybe. Yeah. But like, sorry, Sean. This is. Hold on. When did they start the space program? When did NASA? When was NASA founded? Oh, I'll look it up. Yeah, okay. that's, that's, that's an easy Google, man. I'm not, I'm not fucking Google. <laughs> Try to get hey, me to do your Wikipedia okay. look. Hey, don't say that. My phone might turn on. Hold on. Let's see. So NASA was founded. Oh, was it really 19? No, no. It was formed 1958. Mm-hmm. Okay. July 29, 1958. And then the moon landing. How, did it take longer to land for them to figure out how to land on the moon? No, it took about like ten years. Uh, all right, so it took him ten years to land on the moon, and it took Ben Simmons three years to figure out how to shoot a three. So, I mean, maybe Ben Simmons is a little bit rapider than a pace. Maybe this is like them circling, uh, circling the, uh, the 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 fucking Earth or whatever. Um, but yeah, shout out Ben Simmons. Uh, Thirteen points per game, twelve assists, seven boards, and you hit your first three. And it was it was a buttery shot. It was a good sh- shoot shot. And now he's a soggy shooter. Um, that was pretty damn was pretty damn nice. Big yikes. All right. Anyways, uh, let's go into uh, our fantasy update. Ricky, you got to pull it up? I do have it pulled up. Nice. Give us give us the rundown. I like um, you doing it. Yeah. I sucked at it last year. You can so, take it. You're, no, you're another fantasy guy. So we are seventh. Um, Brad Stevens Army, TJ McConnell Fan Club, which is Jake, King E, Tom Katz, Sam Kim, um, and then Chef, What You Want, are ahead of us. Um, we're really good at free throw percentage, really good at blocks, really good at points. We are duty at field, our free throw percentage we're good at. We're duty at field goal percentage, ah. and we're duty at rebounds. We're about what? There are two teams less than us in field goal percentage, burped. and oh, one. You burped? Yeah. I thought you we were going to have a fart gate on us. We're, we're, we're <laughs> the, you got to look at the raised shoulders. We're the, we're the, yeah, we're the senator Spartan. Yeah. yeah, I thought we were going to have another one of those. Or Mark, hey, I'm going to cough to try to cover or, that up. Or Mike Hellerman. <laughs> <coughs> or or uh, Mike Francesa farting on air. That was great, too. Uh, that was the best because they wrote a story on it, and then they released it, and they're like, Mike, you were in the New York Post, and he's like, I didn't fart. <laughs> so fun. So we're really bad at field goal percentage and rebounds. Like, rebounds, we are atrocious. There's only one. I think it's Super Hippo, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kyle's the only one worse than us in rebounds. So that's where we need to improve, obviously. Get better, team. The yeah. fuck's wrong with you? You suck. Well, we can pick players. Fantastic. All right. Well, who should we pick up? I, mean, I, I was Dave and I were literally doing this like on Discord the other night of like yeah. who we could pick up, and the leading rebounders right now are Kevon Looney's got nine, but he's out. You got I always say his name wrong. Daniel Thice, 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 Thice. He's got seven point four. He's and he's the shooting, German kid, right? Yeah, and he's for, shooting forty six percent from the field, which but is he awful. only averages. Yeah, but it's better than our team. That's the thing. You can't think of it like that. You got to think: is Tice, it yeah. better 
than our percentage. Because if it's better than our percentage, it'll bring our percentage right. up. Math. Doing math. Um, Jermichael Green, seven rebounds a game, but he's shooting 40% from the field. And then after that, JaVale McGee has six. Batum has about 5.8. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson has about 5.7, but he's shooting 57% from the field, which would help both of those go up. Should we just drop Michael Porter Jr.? I, I've been waiting all season for this. That's what Dave said okay. last week. Let's drop him. Because, I mean, he's, he's just not going to get playing time. Uh, anyone who's pl- playing minutes, really. I mean, that's, gonna, a, that's the thing. If let's playing, try Ho- Hollis-Jefferson. No. No, he's playing not. 20 minutes a game. I don't care. He's better garbage. Free, he's garbage. Better field goal percentage, better rebounds, garbage. which would bring those two up. Garbage. JaVale McGee. What about Royce? Royce? Royce, Royce, O'Neal. Royce O'Neal? Yeah. Five boards a game, 51% from the field. Yeah, but if like fifty, if we're doing the 50% from the field, I would rather take Hollis Jefferson because he's getting a board more a game. He's getting a board more a game and four four more points a game. Like Royce O'Neal's five point nine could bring us down. I don't trust Rondé. Javale. All right, we'll pick up Javale. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust Rondé Hollis. And we're dropping Michael Porter. Yeah. Have fun. That's chum in the waters right there. That's that's gonna be an easy pickup for somebody. What Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Yeah, uh, people are gonna. You want, you want to read off his uh, cumulative stats for the season, Sean? Who, Michael Porter Jr.? Yeah, yeah. Let lets people know what kind of tantalizing player he is right now. <laughs> no, I mean he's been good. Like he's he's looked good in um, limited minutes. It, yeah, in in the minutes he's played, but they they're limiting his minutes because they don't want to like you know him to get injured again. But uh, yeah, he has thirty five points, twenty three boards, three assists, three blocks, twelve personal fouls, six turnovers, um, two of nine from three, fourteen to thirty two from uh, the field. Five of eight. I think. I mean, it's tough for him to get into a rhythm, but I mean, he hasn't looked bad. He looks physically good out there. Um, I, I just think it's you know they're putting him into a system. Yeah. It's going to take a little bit for him to learn the system. I think that's what Mike Malone said. So I wouldn't be shocked if like February he's getting a lot more minutes. But right now they're just easing him into it. I don't think he's looked bad though. Um, I mean, per per hundred possessions, I mean he's shooting. He would be scoring twenty nine or twenty points per game. Um, so and I, I don't. I don't think he's been bad. Um, but he's just—he's not helping our fantasy team. Yeah. And this isn't a fantasy mm-hmm. uh, dynasty fantasy league, so there's no point in having him on our team. Uh, but that's going to do it. Hopefully, we're uh, maybe maybe three weeks, four weeks away from seeing uh, Vic come back and play some NBA minutes. I'm hoping the other is side it that of, uh, long? I thought it was closer than that. He—he's he, doing a little bit of practicing, uh, a little five on fiveing uh, with the G Leaguers. Took part in a full scrimmage Thursday. Yeah, yeah. but I think uh, wasn't controlled and well, it wasn't controlled and Oladipo wasn't subbed out. Uh, uh, remains about concrete turntable. Hope is that we ready in December or January. Yeah, I figure... Who returns first, Otto Porter Jr. or Victor Oladipo? I'd say Vic. I'd say, isn't Otto Porter two weeks? No, there's no timetable. Yeah. No. They said it's just weeks. Yeah, I'm going to hope Vic's back by December. I'm going Christmas. Give me, give me, a, give me a Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. Do they have a Christmas game? That'd be great if the Pacers did right have now. one. Do you want to bring him back on Christmas? Because what if he has a dud? I don't care. It's awesome. Christmas games are they're they're they're, they're one of my favorite games of the year, really? especially when yeah. they started the season. Oh my god, that was the, the best year? the best start of an NBA season. I no will Christmas argue. game. Oh. Mm-hmm. They uh they do have a tough stretch, so I would be I, I think honestly we don't have a Christmas game. Bring them bring them back on the thirteenth if he's ready. You got the Hawks, then the Hornets, then you play the Lakers, and then the Kings, and then the Bucks, Raptors, Heat. Whew. 
So that's uh, on defense. And then the Sixers on the on the thirty first. So, so they, uh, got a, they got a tough <laughs> they got a tough stretch in that range. So uh, January. Yeah. So bring no bring them back in December and have Let them, them warm ha- up to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's why you have them before those games start ramping up. Yeah. All right. That's gonna do it though. But let's move into the final topic, and we'll be going to talk about some massive changes that could be hitting the NBA, mm-hmm. mainly because of Adam Silver's driving agenda uh, that he wants to be uh, like more like the European Soccer League. So let's talk about this. Um, it's something that could be absolutely, you know, changing it's just the history of NBA because it's think the NBA could just be totally different. We could mm-hmm. see a shortening of schedules. We could see a changing of champions as well, uh, the way that that's figured out. But um or we could see new champions added, I guess. We'll, we'll talk about it in this, this, this whole thing. But uh, if you want to read the full story, go to ESPN.com. Woj and Zach Lowe wrote this up today. The NBA is engaged in serious discussions with the NBA Basketball Players Association and broadcast partners on sweeping dramatic changes to the league calendar that would include a reseeding of the four conference finalists, a 30-team in-season tournament, and postseason play-in, league sources tell told ESPN. These scenarios would come with the shortening of the regular season to a minimum of 78 games. Discussions are progressing with hopes of bringing a vote to the April meeting of the league's board of governors that would introduce some, if not all, of these proposals into the NBA's 75th anniversary season and 2021-2022 league sources says. The NBA still has work to do coordinating with the uh, constituents on the myriad implications involving the proposed changes. We will get into the changes like reseeding the tournament and everything else uh, in a little bit, but first initial thoughts when I say all of that, what do you think? Yes, the season needs to be shorter. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Is that enough, though, 78 games? No, it feels like nothing. Like, okay. oh, three games, going. boo-hoo. Keep uh, going down. I think, yeah, I think the season at, you know, 60 games, somewhere somewhere just around. We'd see Kawhi every game. 60 games would be uh, pretty great. You know, I get the history of the game, whatever. We're not we're not as big of historians as baseball. I feel mm-hmm. like baseball is legend and lore and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, trying to change a 162-game season is impossible, even though it's a, such a fucking waste of time. 60 games would also kill load management. Yes, I mean, you could yes. space out the whole. The whole point is to space out games so players mm-hmm. feel like they have enough time for their bias to recover in between yeah. games. And I think that would achieve that. I think seventy-eight is like we're we're just well, floating on numbers. Let's so see, that seems Less to be the point. Oh, but that seems to be the biggest thing that you guys are capturing mm-hmm. onto. Not the in-season tournament. Not the reseeding. I that stuff. I figured like we'll get into. My number one is the. Okay. Well, the, we, let's the, say something we all agree. Well, let me Do you agree. Yeah. Short season better. A shorter season's better, but okay. seventy-eight isn't enough. But here's right. the reason why it's mm-hmm. seventy-eight, and let's get into okay. that part then. Uh, in the proposals that include the adoption of in-season tournaments and postseason play-in, the traditional res- regular season schedule would be reduced from eighty-two, with most teams pl- uh, scheduled to play seventy-eight or seventy-nine games. There's a small possibility of a team playing a maximum of eighty-three games based on possible tournament and play-in scenarios. League sources said. For the in-season tournament, the NBA is focused on 30-team participation that begins with the divisional group stage of scheduled regular season games. So the the short, I want, I want to clarify that the, mm-hmm. the regular season would be shortened to then add in the tournament play and Which the play adds and an stuff. extra game potentially for one. Yeah, team or so two the teams. The, ske- the schedule actually wouldn't be shortened. So yeah. I, I, it would be shortened the regular season as we know it, but then the addition of the mm-hmm. tournament and stuff then would change things. So yeah. hearing that, then does does that can we get off? Do you, I mean? Do you think that's the biggest change? Then is the the regular oh, season? It's then? not the biggest change. I just if you're going to make a change, I feel like the one I've been always because the best season mm-hmm. that I remember watching in basketball in my recent history was the lockout season. 
It was an amazing season. You start on Christmas Day. Like, I feel like that could almost be how the NBA should do it is we're going to start with a bang on Christmas because you think about it. By that time, the NFL season has already progressed. You don't have to deal with the baseball playoffs that kind of overlap with the beginning of the season right now. College football is pretty much dead in December. We're just waiting for that one, what, the three playoff games in uh, January between uh, the New Year's Eve day and the playoff games to start with a bang on Christmas, play the season out like you did in the lockout. Mm -hmm. You need more spacing. You can't start it on Christmas. The whole point of the shortened season Mm -hmm. is is to space out the game. And and with that shortened season, we did all love it, but it Mm -hmm. was still, you had back-to-backs. You had, you know, the four games in five nights, or four games in six nights, like bullshit. So I think that... Then why not have it go further than well, june here let's 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 get into yeah. this part because sure. the actual tournament and they get mm-hmm. they hit all this part woj and, and lodo yeah. nice for the in-season tournament the nba is focused on 30 team participation that begins with a divisional group stage of scheduled regular season games those pre-knockout round games would be a part of the regular season schedule six division winners based on home and reese and road records in the group stage and the two teams with the next best records would advance to single elimination knockout round league sources said those teams could potentially compete in the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals. Proposals exist that would comp- compensate players and coaches for advancing and winning the tournament, league sources said. Even with possible passage, the NBA has no illusions that the it will get the entire league to make an immediate enthusiastic commitment to the importance of competing for an in-season tournament championship, but it does believe that it would come with time and tradition. The NBA and NPA... NBPA are finding common ground on a post-Thanksgiving tournament window that would extend into mid-December, league sources said. Months ago, the NBA proposed a late February-January tournament, Ricky, you were talking mm-hmm. about, that would accumulate with a Final Four during All-Star Weekend, sources said. And that idea faded fast. Both the union and team execs expressed concerns over the whole uh, All-Star break. They don't want to you know, impede on that. Teams were concerned that roster turnover also at early February trade deadline and ensuing buyout waiver window would compromise the integrity of tournament. So, like, teams just buying, like, you know, mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony and then bringing yeah. him in, uh, which I don't know would help you win a tournament, but you guys get what the point I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, as for timing, Wingers, now, basically. there was uncertainty about whether holding the tournament in January would risk losing viewership and media attention to the NFL playoffs. Running into March would mean competing with college basketball. The post-Thanksgiving window gives the NBA the chance to compete only with conference bowl champions and less consequential early bowl games like, uh, you know, the uh, Popeye's Chicken the Red Bahamas Bowl. Bowl. Oh, the Bahamas Bowl. The mm-hmm. NBA has been reluctant to shore tournament games Bowl. onto Christmas Day schedule. The league and its network partners, included ESPN and ABC, wants to make sure every Christmas game features elite teams and fran- franchises from the biggest market. Mm. So it's pretty ridiculous. There's even more stuff that goes into the actual tournament then. Um, but we'll, we'll, we can get into the actual tournament part, the way that it's laid out, um, if you guys want. But uh, that's at least the, the, the timing stuff. So they're yeah. looking at Thanksgiving. I think this is just a mess. Does this matter? No. Like, I no. mean, what, what's what, the grand prize of it all? Like, yeah. do, do I get a what guaranteed? What does it all mean, Basil? Do I get a guaranteed, like, top four seed in the playoffs or something? Like, Ooh. you know, I saw what, that tossed around. What if you get a guaranteed lottery pick? Oh, hang on. That'd be That's a game changer. Winner of the tournament gets a guaranteed lottery pick. Or that, that feels like an imbalance. No, no. Or <laughs> what, what, out there. what about this? You don't get a guaranteed lottery pick. You get an odds of, and this could combat, ta- uh, does it combat taking or feed into it? You get a ping pong ball with this probability thrown into the pot. 
So even if you're a playoff team and mm-hmm. win, hey, we got a chance to get a top four pick now because we're getting a little bit a little bit of a probability. Mm-hmm. It may be the same as like a 14-15 seed. Yeah, but I mean, but, like what happens when like the Clippers like get a fucking lottery pick? Like, yeah, that, the NBA that gives fair? it to them, and does, then because it's rigged. Does that seem fair? Well, it's not fair, anyways, Dave. It's rigged. <laughs> I mean, it's been rigged in specific years, but like, I, I still think that if you have the NBA give again, it's it's like mm-hmm. the Warriors are going to be this year. They're going to get a yeah. top lottery pick. They're going to come back with two more with two mm-hmm. All Stars at, at least, yeah. maybe three if they decide to keep D'Lo. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's just disgusting. So. I don't know if I like the lottery pick idea, mm-hmm. but I do think there needs to be some incentive. Like a midseason tournament sounds mm-hmm. great and all, but like, meh. That doesn't, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a fan of it. I think the coordination and the games, like all that might be too much work mm-hmm. for not enough payoff. Here, I like the idea of tournaments, though, normally. Yeah. But like at the NBA, just do you think it's just as simple enough. to do what the NHL did when they, I, of course, theirs was the actual all star game they revamped mm-hmm. and did that tournament instead of just having the one all star mm-hmm. game. Could it be something as easy as, hey, yeah. the winning well, that, team gets more money? That's why people like money, right? I guess. I, I, I think well, that's just the All Star game, though. So I don't know if that that matters. No, but like this tournament, you the could say the NBA winner of the tournament, broke like NHL that are. team, yeah. gets more money or gets yeah, I don't a, know. That's extra check. Um, um, because there's less risk too. Like if you're not mm-hmm. in the NBA, you pretty much just suck, or something tragic happened. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's it. Like if you're not making the league, you're and you're out. Like I mean, you could be a guy that's on the bench. Like mm-hmm. I mean, Jody Meeks is still around. Like Jesus Christ, yeah. like you don't yeah. have to be a, a stud to be around. Um, and Jody Meeks would absolutely roast me in, in a basketball game. Oh I don't want to yeah. say that. Um, I don't know. I, I just find like tournaments are interesting, but it, it's they're interesting when it actually means like you're going to win the championship. Right. So like I would say like shorten the season and then just put all thirty teams in the fucking playoffs. Like and just well, have one through thirty. But then Why not? what is the what does the season even mean? Seeding. Seeding. The whole season's just yeah. for seeding. So just make it we, we know that the March Madness uh playout works. So exp- mm-hmm. you can get expansion, which the NBA would fucking oh. love. Put it to thirty two, right? Mm-hmm. Would thirty two be enough? Yeah. Thirty two yeah. and then eight and then four brackets of eight. Yeah, I I'm pulling it up. I already did this. It's I mean, two. Yeah. So yeah, you expand it to two. You mm-hmm. get Seattle in. You get uh, another team. Las and Vegas. Go one th- yeah, Las Vegas. Whoever you want to do. shift teams over. Um, and then boom. boom, there you go. You get a, you get a March Madness style tournament that end the season, but, and that would then eclipse. You know, because there's nothing in June that's going to take you out mm-hmm. and beat you, right. or you can go all the way. You could go like right after the actual national championship. Game I don't know June baseball, off. man. Pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. uh, my problem with that is, at what point do you do series? Because you, you you know in basketball, the one oh, thing series I like, would happen. I would probably the, say that's once you get thing. down to eight teams, so okay. the elite eight becomes series mm-hmm. because that would be or no. Because I hate like I hate and love the fact that. Basketball, you actually usually have the best team win yeah. because you have a full series. If you can't win a best mm-hmm. of series, you're not the better well, team. In college basketball, you have those moments, and they may not be the best team, but they had the string of moments that took them there. Well, I mean, you could. I don't know. How, then, then I'm figuring out length, but maybe you just do best of five. Then, could you do best what, of five? If we go back to best of three, best of five, best of seven, seven. Right, because how many games? How many series would there actually be then? Because it'd be one, one, one verse eight, mm-hmm. five verse four, one verse two. If just all, I'm just doing the math of best seeds advancing, and then it'd be no. five five series, right? Round one is one verse thirty, right? Yeah, one verse thirty two. Yeah, thirty two. I'm sorry. I'm, but it'd be one, one verse eight in the actual bracket. 
Oh, okay. Um, okay. Or unless you want to do one through 32. Just solid two um, sides. Yeah. So, but then it would be one in 16. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, I think you could do best of five, best of five, seven, seven, seven. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I, I'd want to keep a three, series five, in there at yeah. least because I hate the fluky one game shit. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the play in proposal, too. This is for yeah. the actual playoffs because we're kind of iffy on the in season tournament. Yeah. Does it intrigue I'm not you at sold all? sold on it. I, I think there's, without a value attached to it, doesn't do anything for me. Ricky sold on it. Would you be? Would you watch it? The play into the playoffs? No, no, no the, tournament. the tournament. The tournament. No, I haven't the tournament, even no. The, play yet. the tournament. I think is just it's. And here's the other thing we haven't brought up is if you do have the tournament, it's not going to be what you expect it in your head. Kawhi's not playing. Paul George ain't playing. Like all these players will be like uh, the regular season. Like fuck it. Like why should I play? Act like no. Aren't these regular season games to play into the tournament? Hmm? Wasn't it regular season games no, to play into the tournament? but I'm talking though? about like not the divisional round. I'm talking about when they get to the semifinal and final one that they want to put over Thanksgiving weekend. They're still like you're still going to combat that if it's a tournament of like your star players may not be playing in that game because they're like you know what I don't want to play 83 games. I'm going to take this one off. Well, no, 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 no. So, so the in season tournament that's doesn't that they would count towards a regular season game. So like the the regular the in season tournament includes regular season yes, games. Yes, but the player like Kawhi Leonard yeah. is not going to go. Man, I really got to play this game. It's a tournament game. Oh no, I, I that's I what don't I'm saying. That. Like we're expecting it to be like, man, we're going to get the like best we, matchups. Yeah. Is like no, like it doesn't guarantee well, that like, the players. Yeah, are gonna like play. we said, three, it's a three game shortening yeah. of the season. So that's not enough for Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. or, or you know someone that is trying yeah, to look. Exactly. Like that. that's not enough. So yeah, you know, you're absolutely right on that. Um, you know, it, I, I they might be like, all right, you can't like they might do the thing where it's a primetime game, so you can't mm-hmm. like set out like the quarterfinals, semifinals, or final games of a tournament. Um, they might do that, and then you get fined. But yeah, no, I, I the first couple rounds he might not play. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, like I, I guess then you would have to then just go to, it's I don't know how it would work because then like you'd have to tournament, but then our team's also playing regular season games during this. So from what it sounds like to me is that the divisional stuff would be just your regular season games versus the division, and then based off of that record. They would decide who would be the quarterfinal teams to be in the single season elimination game and oh, what okay. they would sketch like. And that's the thing: what they're gonna play those first games early in the year, and then all right, these games get scheduled over Thanksgiving. It's like so we're not gonna know the exact schedule for this. Mm-hmm. Like, is this gonna be a flex thing where things move because you can't pre-predict who's gonna play each other in the quarterfinal semifinals? And finals. Yeah. It's the point of a tournament. Yep. I don't know. I, but here's the play-in proposal, because the mm-hmm. in-season thing just seems stupid to me. Yeah. Just absolutely stupid. Uh, the play-in proposal is two four-team tournaments featuring the 7th, 8th, ninth, and 10th seeds in each conference. Uh, the 7th seed would host the 8th seed with the winner of that single game earning the 7th spot, league sources say. The ninth seed would host the 10th seed with the winner of that facing the loser of the 7-8 matchup for the final playoff spot. So... Dumb. So if I'm the eighth seed and I lose, I'm out of the playoffs. If you and lose I have a twice, you have to lose two games you have to in a lose row. Twice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So no. So it's, here, listen to this again. Yeah. The it's seventh stupid. seed would host the eighth seed. Yes. Which makes sense in my mind. Yes. And the winner of that would get the seventh okay. spot. It's, it's still the stupid. ninth seed would host the tenth seed, and the winner of that game would then face the loser of the seven eight. So the eighth spot 
could lose their spot mm-hmm. if they, they have to lose two games. They're trying to cash in on the baseball tiebreaker shit at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. The wild card game, yeah, which is that's amazing. What, that's the problem. They want yeah. to do that. But in, in basketball, I feel like there's just usually a level of difference between the quality of the eighth seed and the ninth seed or the tenth the, seed. And you want to know the reason they want to do this? The West. Yeah. The West right now. You know what you do then? You make the ninth seed and the eighth seed play each other. But the problem is these, won't, these wouldn't even happen like right away, right? It would be it would be 2021. So next after next season, yeah. So you got be next season, then the following season. Yeah, that's that's quite a bit down the road. Here's here's what here's what the matchups here's place. what the matchups mm-hmm. would be. Would Probably you even like thirty nine? Yeah. Would you be interested in these matchups? Mm-hmm. Brooklyn versus Orlando to decide who the seventh seed is. So Brooklyn wins versus you don't know that. Versus, Are we talking right now? Yeah, right now. Okay. This is the right now standings. Yeah. Brooklyn versus Orlando to decide who the seventh seed would be. And then, and then Charlotte versus Washington. Yeah. And then loser of that would a winner of that would face Brooklyn or Orlando, depending who. I don't want. To, I don't care about those games. No, I don't either. Why does that matter? And I don't, don't want to see the. But the, what would the, the West who be? Though? Can't score than the garbage Wizards who can't. Defend. What would the West be though? And, uh, the, and that I think the Minnesota West versus is... Phoenix. Yeah. And the Kings versus the Pelicans. And then you'd have. You know, Minnesota versus Suns for the seventh seed, and then mm-hmm. the Suns of the T Wolves versus the winner of the Kings versus the Pelicans. More enticing than the East. I think th- this, is it? this one is I to mean, me like, when I, I like first watching saw the Suns it. play, but like, do I really want to see the Pelicans who have been so bad throughout this mm-hmm. entire season get a well, shot in the playoffs? And that's the part they're like the, the only Suns ones. Are, the Suns and T Wolves are deserving. The Kings and Pelicans, we've talked about being disappointments mm-hmm. already this year. And I mean, I think it's just when I saw that, I was like, oh, it's the league trying to combat that. There may be a team like the Kings last year where it was like, oh, they were so close and how stacked the West is. Um, that's why they're going to do this. I think that the change that the league needs to make is super easy, barely an inconvenience, and it doesn't involve a single tournament. This is what I would do. I'm going to lay it out for you guys. First you have the off, same idea. I already know it, and you have no, to start talking. Before what? you do that, then, can Go I ahead. quick drop in uh, a point Go of ahead. reference? Go ahead. Last year, had this been in place, the Clippers were a 48-34 and 34 team at the 8th seed. Mm-hmm. The ninth seed was the Kings at 39-43. and 43. Mm-hmm. Can you and imagine what, that? Like, And what if one of those teams— like, And if the, the Lakers Clippers, were 37-45 and 45 at the 10. So and what if the Clippers get injured? Like, What if the Clippers have an injury? That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, No. No, that 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 drop off and is massive. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like they're playing a pointless game that they deserve a playoff spot. And then what if like Lou Williams gets injured in that exactly. game, and mm-hmm. then they can't, they don't have him for the playoffs. It, it, it's a, it's that's what I have a problem with. Yeah. Is they've earned their right to be in the playoffs because of the entire season. If mm-hmm. there's that much of a gap between them, God no, thirty eight to four. I'm sorry, thirty nine to forty eight. Mm-hmm. Huge jump. And. Sorry. I've kind of I've done this with you guys. I haven't. Yeah. I almost knocked my water over again. Um, talking with my hands too much, but I've mapped this out. We did it after we did the relocation thing with Sam. Yep. And I thought about it even more. I think what the NBA could do that could work for them is kind of what hockey's doing. And in order to do that, first they need to add two teams. Seattle and Las Vegas make the most sense to me, based off of just how I had the divisions. I'm not going to go through all the divisions. Just know that there's four of them, two in the West, two in the East. Then how you do the playoffs is the top three teams from each division get in, and then there's two wildcard teams. So two teams from the West, two from the East, doesn't matter what division you're in. And you just seed them accordingly, one through eight. The other thing I would love to see in the playoffs, if you're going to make a change, is reseeding teams. But in the NBA, I think about 
do you necessarily have to do that? Because most of the time it's one through four. Like, how many times have we had it where... Yeah, reseeding doesn't matter. The thing that, to me, I would like to see is um, one, the best 16 NBA teams make it mm-hmm. instead of the you know best eight from a conference and the best mm-hmm. eight from the you know East and West. Um, that was something that I would care more about. So if they do that and then they do this play in at the end i think then i might be interested yeah so then let's just go to last year for that um if they took the top 16 teams um and let's say you know uh will we do so that would be the 20 20 19 no it'd be the 17 and 18 teams um so it would be the clippers and magic no here we go all right so it'd be the Nets and the Pistons taking on each other mm-hmm. versus the Hornets and the Kings, and the winner of that faces. Yeah, it really doesn't entice mm-hmm. me anymore. Well, and mm. I just think it allows for a better variance. Like, no, I, I got you. But those, at least record wise, like, yeah. those would be the the bottom teams. Those would be the you know the the uh, fifteen sixteen mm-hmm. versus the seventeen and eighteen. Yep. The last thing though, I was going to say though, and this goes into what Dave was saying earlier, with the thirty two teams. Mm-hmm. You could then do it where everyone would play four games against their division. That's a total of 28 games. They would play two games against the other division of their conference, 16 games, and then one game against the entire, like the East would play one game against every other team in the West. Mm-hmm. The math comes out to 60. Can I, can, I, can I put this out there? Yeah. It seems like they want to make divisions matter. Right. Yes, because it, feel, it used like, to matter, and then they got rid of them. It feels like that. Well, I, I don't care about divisions. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it matters, but it feels like they want divisions to matter. Yes. So why don't you do this? Your idea, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, two teams from each division make it, and then the two teams with the best record that didn't make it get in. Right. So this is what it would look like. So that would for last year. Your six teams in each conference then. Because I only no. have two divisions. Oh, I have three. So okay. If taking the divisions as yeah. of right now. You're still having eight. Yeah, so it would okay. be two from each division. Yeah. So that gives two, you two, six. Two. And then yep. two, two wild cards, which yeah. are the best teams. Yep. Um, so it would be coming out of the Atlantic. The rap, it would be you have to win. It, it comes down to division games. Yeah. So the teams with the best division records move, like get to the two spots. So... Toronto. So with, the division standings are based off of the division record. Yeah. So if you have the, the two best teams with the yeah. best division uh, yeah. stand r- rankings uh, mm-hmm. records get in. So yeah. it'd be in the Atlantic. The Raptors and Celtics would get automatic ins because mm-hmm. they were uh, Raptors went twelve and four and Celtics went ten and six. Then the Bucks went fourteen and two and the Pacers went eleven and five. They get in. And then it was the Magic and Hornets get in. They get in uh, because they're ten and six. Mm-hmm. And then you would have outside of that Philly get in. And then I think it would be the Pistons. So the Pistons would get in. So your team, your playoffs would look like um, Toronto, Philly, Boston, Milwaukee, Indiana, Detroit, and then Orlando. And then and the Nets Charlotte. would be kicked out because they get screwed. Um, yeah, yeah, Charlotte. That's right, Charlotte. Um, so the Nets would lose because they didn't have a good enough division or record. Um, because the Pistons, oh no, actually the Pistons wouldn't get in. Because the Nets mm-hmm. had a better record. So it would be Brooklyn, Boston, Philly, Toronto, uh, Milwaukee, Indiana, and then Orlando, Charlotte. Pistons get knocked out because of the, uh, and, the, the, and the division. And Charlotte comes in. Yeah, and Charlotte yeah. comes in. And then for the uh, Western side. So it changes one team. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and then for the western side, it, in the northwest, Nuggets and Oklahoma City get in automatically mm-hmm. because they had they were, Nuggets were twelve and four in the division. OKC was nine and seven in the division. Uh, then Golden State gets in, and the Clippers get in thirteen and three and eleven and five. And then Houston gets in, and San Antonio gets in. So then it looks like the uh, both northwest, yeah, Blazers and. Jazz get in, and that means the no one gets misses. Same exact. All right, but yeah, that would be the proposal. I don't know if it makes sense. You guys might think it's valid to divisions, which I think I don't know. Like you said, I don't know. I just I never understood like why we win divisions. But you receive then base because of the division, so it's like. Whoever, like, if you're yeah, one yeah, seed no, in no, your no. division, you're, so you're like one the, seed and the, the best individual. The yeah. Okay, so that, that would actually change a lot then if you do continue to add on mm-hmm. top of that. And I, I think that could be some direction they go. Because that it'd way, it'd be the three division to... winners are one, two, three based on their own. And so then you one through the six overall would be, one through six would be One through them. six would be all of our uh, division winners by regular season records. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, one through three. Should be division winners. Oh, one oh, six. are you doing? Yeah, because of the top, the two teams in each division. So, yeah. uh, to, Milwaukee would still be the one seed. Toronto would still be the two seed. Uh, Boston would still be the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bo- well, actually, Boston would become a three seed because Philly is a, a wild card in this situation. See what? Uh, so Boston would be a three seed. Um, four would be the Pacers. Five would be the Magic. Six would be the Hornets. Seven would be the Sixers. Eight would be the Nets. See, what I'm saying is, like, if you're in a one seed in your division, then you're uh, going to be one, two, or three. It's yeah. based on your overall record. Mm-hmm. And then if you're a two seed in your division, you're uh, four, five, six, mm-hmm. based on record. And then seven, eight is just yeah, yeah. record alone. So then you would have the, the the Celtics be the four seed. And the Magic would get... The three seed. Yeah. Okay. So I think that I think that adds a credence to your division play matters so much more, because if you win your division, you get that one through three. And that, guess what? Mm-hmm. You take home. But the fun thing, too, is, like, let's say the, the Magic go, uh, would it then be by division record or regular season I was record? going overall record for okay. the tiebreakers. Because okay. imagine if, like, yeah. Orlando goes undefeated in the division, but oh. they still are 42 Clopper and 40, knockers, yeah. and then they have to go up against, like, the fucking Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's That'd why it's great. like the, you take your division record to win your division, yeah. and you take the overall record to win, to be seeded. To, to, do, to do the seeding yeah. in your bracket chunk, in your mm-hmm. one through three, your four through six, or your seven, eight. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, that adds it's value to the division. I think that's, and like you said, if that's their goal, maybe that's something they can lean heavily into. The, the other thing, and this is totally a joke when I say it, but yeah. like when you said, oh, well, these proposals are being at, like thrown out there because Adam Silver wants to be more like, um, did you say the European soccer leagues? Yeah. Um, that's what the, the other thing, says. the other change that we need to make is, mm-hmm. Worst team in the NBA gets relegated to the G League, and the G League winner gets in the NBA. No, that's yeah. what we need to do. Absolutely, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> final one that we the didn't Warriors touch on. get regulated to the G relegated. League this year. Relegated. Yeah, could you imagine? Regulated. Uh, fi- final uh, <laughs> thing that they brought in is the receding of teams in the semifinal round based on regular season record could give the NBA championship series that yeah. includes its best two teams. Totally. WNBA has seedings in the playoffs without regarding to conference for several seasons. So, what do you think about that? One. Yeah, hundred percent. And we've been talking about the hockey has the right answer for this. But you're, the I'm going way, all in. Yeah, no. The thing I hate about this is yeah. that so based off last year, yeah. If and this is me understanding it right, it'd basically be Milwaukee, Toronto, Golden State, and Portland all thrown in the pool, 
and then we re like we could have a chance of having Milwaukee versus Golden State and Toronto versus Portland. It's not just like the reseeding of the two, obviously, because there's two. I say, oh, you're getting rid of because um, it's the conference finals. Conferences, like it's the yeah, final fourteen. Getting rid of conferences yeah. for yeah. when it comes down to the final fourteen. And that yeah. to me is stupid. Just then reseed the entire bracket and split them into two sides. Have like the top two, okay, team and A, team and B, team and B to, to just go right down. Yeah, if and you do it that way, don't do it just you for want, the final if four. If you want the best two teams to make it, then just get rid of conferences altogether. I absolutely mm-hmm. agree. Yeah. Because if because One that way, because that way, if you're expecting Golden State and you know, like if you're looking at it and you're like, oh, Golden State and uh, uh, who was the other best team last year? I mean, um, Denver was it the second team. Portland you, technically you, uh, played in the playoffs. You want to know something funny though? No, but who was the second team last year? If we oh, did, it, if we did it last year, yeah, Denver. If we did it last year, based off of what the conference finals was, Bucks would be the number one seed, Warriors would be the number one seed, Raptors. Trailblazers, we get the same matchup hmm. because it'd be Bucks, Warriors, Raptors, but, Blazers. Unless that means the Bucks would play the Blazers and the yeah. Raptors would play the Warriors, so it'd be two three. I think like, that's, yeah, yeah, one one four two three. Okay. Let's see uh, for 2018 because uh, uh, we'll see the, the, the year prior. So we would have saw the NBA Finals in the Conference Finals, and then the Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA Finals. Do you really think that I think the Bucks would have beat the Blazers? I do. I don't know. Uh, here's the conference finals um, for the for 2017-2018. It was Celtics versus Cavs and Rockets versus Golden State. So we would have seen Houston versus the Cavs and Boston versus Golden State. I would have. I, I would have enjoyed that a lot. Say that one more time. So this is two so years ago. Time. Yeah, we, two years. Two ago. years ago. Okay. Rockets versus Celtics. No, mm-hmm. Rockets versus Cavs. Yep. So LeBron versus Harden. Harden. Harden, and then Golden State versus the hurt Boston Celtics. Yeah, I think that would have been fun. See, because you could end up with potentially that Rockets Golden State final. Would we you rather could. see, or would you rather see this Houston? Yep. As uh, you know, number one seed. Yep. Number two seed Toronto Raptors. Number three seed Golden State. Number four seed Boston. Uh, number five seed. Um, Philly, number six seed Cavs. So then you'd have Golden State and the Cavs on one side, and then you have the Rockets and uh, Boston on one side See, with that, the Sixers in there too. That intrigues me a lot more because, like, and I you're know building up to a a, yeah. a Warriors Cavs, and then you're building up to a Rockets Warriors. Because then you let it play out. The one that you said that was just the two years ago from the conference finals. Dave's looking at it through the eyes of what could have happened. I'm looking at through the eyes of I know what happened. Mm-hmm. That Warriors team would have decimated the um, Celtics. Celtics, hundred percent. And then I have a feeling that there's a possibility we would have either seen the same finals that we got or the same Western Conference that we got. Yeah. And it's like, well, the point is, is that, that Western bad? Conference finals felt like it could have been on the level of the finals. Exactly. And it's like... Did it's it deserve not, the recognition? It's because not like we're... The Rockets get, were the second yeah, best team in the NBA. But we're not getting anything different. We're not getting a different matchup. We're, but just we're getting, getting the matchup in the right spotlight. And to me, that matters. Because yeah. I feel like the Rockets were the second best team in the NBA last year. Yeah. Or I see, two years ago. To mm-hmm. me, we're, I don't... I don't think that had to be in the NBA Finals to be greater. Like, it was an amazing series, and it's like... We witnessed it. it. It wouldn't have made any change to me if it was in the finals or not in the finals. I mean, I feel 
like that that doesn't ring true at all for me i think that the bigger the spotlight on the game the more the game resonates and the more the game matters the more moments matter like mm-hmm. again i you don't really remember middle middle ground games unless it's something special and i think that everybody remembers the finals from most years you know mm-hmm. i mean there's like the second best team that year was the rockets mm-hmm. and you think well it was Golden State and the Cavs, and they they beat the shit out of the Cavs. The only you know? thing it changes in my mind is that that Cleveland Houston game. Yeah, that's the game where I'm like, I can't pick a clear winner because I could see exactly. LeBron. Go, I would like, love to see that series play. And on that's seven. The, but then when you go into the next series, it's like I know what I saw, and I expect the same thing as what I saw from what we did see. Where I don't see the Warriors losing. If we replay them now, I don't see the Warriors re-losing either of those series, depending mm. on who. So what, it changes one game in a series that you said, oh, means a little bit less because it's not the finals done? Cleveland-Houston would have been a conference final game and not a— Would have been a great series, and I think maybe it's special right now because you don't see those teams get to play a series against each other unless mm-hmm. it's a finals matchup, and that's the whole East-West shit. Mm-hmm. If that goes away, I think over time maybe that loses some specialness, but— Right now, that would that would be amazing. I would pay money a hundred percent to go watch that series play out. But again, it, it, it isn't the case. I think that reseeding should happen. I think the cross seeding is fine. I, I'm all for making the playoffs the best two teams getting to the most important game of the year. Or most important game series, whatever you want to call it. I agree, and it's it, I want to see those guys, those teams match up, but I, I want the chaos that could happen, and mm-hmm. I think that making that happen, where if you could put the fucking Golden State Warriors and Cavs on one side, like, and and you're expecting the Warriors to make it to the finals, but they have mm-hmm. to go through LeBron James. God damn. Right? God There's damn. different storytelling, you know? Yeah. Instead of the like, cruise, you know, Golden State was just going to cruise or whatever. Like, the reason we had divisions was because it was easier to travel and they didn't have fucking planes back in the 50s. Like, yeah. it doesn't oh, matter. And look at this here. Are you going to have, you know, the Lakers Clippers? Like, I don't think most people think that. Right now, I mean, mm-hmm. we're only 13, 14 games in the season. Mm-hmm. That looks like the two best teams in the NBA by far, right? Yeah. I mean, the Celtics have been very good, but... The Heat have looked very good. The Celtics good. have Injuries. been in, playing injured. The Heat have been playing very good, the Heat have been but good, they don't but like, look like I, I would think the Lakers beaters. would roll, st- like, stomp them. I don't know. I, I that know. Heat team looked re- it looks really good this year. Okay, who are you taking in seven games? LeBron James and Anthony Davis and a pretty damn good bench with Dwight Howard or Jimmy Butler and Duncan Robinson? Forgot Kendrick Nunn. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot yeah, Kendrick, Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn's My been on a God. heater as well. Pun oh, intended. Yeah. Oh. Pun intended, Sean. So on a heater. I forgot they, about Kendrick Nunn. The, the, the Heat already played the Lakers and they got their butts kicked. So. The Heat did? Yeah. I, you always say that stuff and I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm stupid. I forget. Who won? The Lakers? Yeah, the Lakers won. Okay, there you go. Because they're better. They're a better team. Yeah. Um, let us know your thoughts down in the comments below about this. I, I'm... For reseeding of the semifinalists, it was but I think it's sh- to eighty. By the way, okay, weird low score game. I think that reseeding should happen. Um, I, I would be fine if it happened, but I would like to see it expanded even more. I think the in season tournament mm-hmm. is dumb, um, mainly because what's the point? There's yeah, no there's I no agree. prize happening. And it's um, just a few extra games, and players don't want to play extra games yeah. as it is now. The play in would be interesting, but I think the teams have to be good. And mm-hmm. no one really wants to see bad teams just play basketball for no reason. But then yeah, again, like kinda. there was, I think there was the, the Nuggets, Nuggets, that Nuggets year, uh, 2017, 2018. That was such a good year of basketball. Uh, 2017, 2018, where the Nuggets like had to win their last game and yeah. they didn't get it. Was it like the double play in, yeah. So maybe, but I would like it if they were, if they changed it to like 
you know, what if the what if you got six teams in for sure, and then the rest, rest of those teams they play a playoff. See, that could be interesting. Yeah, I think the NBA needs to go bigger on this shit. They need to go for the games that actually matter and not try to spice up the regular season like this. Like, mm-hmm. we, we love the regular season. It's too long. Players need more breaks between games. With the, pay, with the play they're playing right now, The how high-level athletes they are. So give us 60, season, 60 games in the regular season. Give Don't, us 60 seasons. Give Dave. us 60 seasons, too. <laughs> 60 seasons. 60 um, more seasons. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, like, make the playoffs... Where it counts. Make that your mark on the game, Adam Silver. Mm-hmm. All right, Ricky, final thoughts? No, I think we hit everything that I need to um, or that we needed to. I got nothing more to add. Usually just final thoughts. It's yeah. like summing up what you did say, but whatever. Uh, let us know <laughs> your thoughts down in the comments below. Uh, but that's going to do it for the uh, podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Hopefully you can rate and subscribe to our podcast and uh, review our, uh, our podcast as well. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. We'd greatly appreciate that. But that's going to do it for Dave Oster. That's Ricky Widmer. We want to thank John, our patron, for joining us for the Spurs segment. I'm Sean Anderson. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.